welcome to Night of the Living Geek. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 161, The Armageddon Factor. Oh, boy, it's going to be a six-episode romp, and uh, yeah, we are definitely going to talk about it at maybe a great length. But before we do that, my name is John, and joining me every time... We talk about a key that is also a key key to time is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I mean, it's going better than that intro, but <laughs> it's <laughs> oh, going pretty good. I know, just a little hard. It's it's been a while. It's it's been it, three it's weeks, been two and a half weeks. It's been seven years. It feels like it. It really does. Um, how have you been in those uh, in those two and a half weeks, sir? Um, I've been good. Uh, been tinkering on the bus, you know, fixing a few things, finding some other stuff that's gonna be. I swear to God, this bus is. Oh yeah. So no, no, no. I we're not gonna talk about that. Oh okay. Um. Uh, uh. But this bus is so many just little things that need fixing, and sometimes they stack up, and it's like, well, okay, I'm not gonna fix that yet because i need to fix this three levels above it and i'm going to take the whole thing apart to do it so i'm just going to do it in all one big go but yeah it's it's been a little crazy yes indeed it sounds like it has been yeah and and what you started to get at i'll talk to you about off air Mm. uh, and get you filled in on that it's not as exciting as it sounds oh well everyone it's not as exciting as it sounds and uh, that's all you really need to know, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I, I cut an entire chunk out of If Memory Serves um, because we were talking about it. And it's something that absolutely didn't pan out. And I just didn't want that out there, even as a possibility. So ah, lame. Just leaving it on the cutting room floor. There you go. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, it, it's basically like episodes 13 through 16 of this podcast somewhere on the cutting room floor. More on that, like that. More on that later. Yeah. <laughs> um, what you been up to? Oh, you know, just uh, uh, wheeling in a dealing at San Diego Comic Con. You know. Oh, that's right. Yes. <clears throat> Nothing too exciting there. Didn't get to ask Clark Gregg a question and make direct uh, eye contact with uh, Ming Na. You know, nothing like that. Um, <laughs> no, Comic Con was fun. I covered it for that hashtag show. It was uh, a very uh, cool experience. I got to sit, uh, do the roundtable interviews. I did those um, previously with the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I did it again this time. Uh, quite possibly their last uh, Comic-Con, because next yeah. season's their last season. Love that show. Um, I also... Did, have you ever seen Preacher? The show I have Preacher? Uh, I also sat in on a Q&A for that. Um, I got to go into Hall H for a, you know, a quick... Uh, walk around i i actually was in the the room for the new terminator panel okay which was very cool um linda hamilton um just um i for i almost forgot what pat podcast i was on she is certainly kicking a lot of butt in that uh <laughs> in that movie it looks crazy 
So that's okay. very exciting. I mean, I got to walk the floor. I got oh, I got some Doctor Who stuff. Excellent. That's right. Hey, Doctor Who. That's the podcast we're on. The BBC booth was basically all Doctor Who. They had some really cool um, paintings or drawings, if you will, of every Doctor. They were giving away pins, of which I didn't get any. Um, yeah, I didn't. They were they were gone every day. Apparently, uh, I got the pating. Got that oh, the little pop. Yeah, I got the little pop pating. Um, nice. I also got um, a Doctor Who shirt. It was the San Diego Comic Con one. It is a TARDIS with um, the J- Jody's rainbow behind it. It was very mm-hmm. cool. I really like that. Cool. Yeah, you know, it was a lot of fun, and um, I'm excited to uh, continue to do cool things for that hashtag show. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, I was up in man. Jeez. Can't stop, won't stop, Taylor. Bad boy for life, as they say. Uh, I was up in San Jose. Yes. You know, uh, celebrating my mom's birthday. Happy uh, birthday, John's mom. Happy birthday. Um, and, I mean, I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, that that's that's pretty much my, the last two weeks of my life, and that is basically why we are recording a little late. Um, apologies, but, um, man, we got a doozy for you today. Indeed we do. But... Before we get to that, we got some Who news. We do indeed. Uh, not as much as you would think if since we've been gone for two and a half weeks. Um, but some of the stuff was not worth putting in because it had already expired, like some big Aww. finish sales um, before today. But the mirror, which, okay, it's the mirror. British papers, British tabloids, grain of salt. Reports the season 12 will include an episode about Mary Shelley being inspired to write Frankenstein having met the cyberman love it but it's also the mirror yeah but you know (laughs) what they've been right before they have um i would uh that would be great so are we gonna get like another friendly cyberman maybe Um, no well i don't know i mean maybe just inspired to write frankenstein doesn't necessarily mean that the cybermen behave exactly like frankenstein huh true very true I don't know. We'll, we will find out, and I can't wait. Yes. that. Oh, man. That would be great. I really like that. Indeed. And um, sadly, and somewhat related to recent podcasts of ours, William oh. Herndl, who played Ike Clanton in The Gunfighters, has passed. Oh. Yeah. Gunfighters. Gun 84? Yes. Oh, he would have been 84 at the end of this month that he... And he made it. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. that is that is sad. I'm trying to. I, I'm. Uh, I'm. I need to place a face here. Okay. Yes, I got it now. Yep. Oh well, that is sad. That is. That is very sad. Um, and that's, that's, that's really it. all the who news going on. That's it. It's very surprising. It's just all, all, all quiet on the Western Front. Pretty much like uh, that book that I, I read in uh, high school. Yeah, oh yeah. I went scouring through all my news sources the other day and I'm like, yeah, no. I've got I got nothing else to throw in there. Yeah, I I mean, I really I wish that um they had some sort of some sort of presence at Comic-Con that was more than um just the booth. That would have been cool. They did have the VR game there, mm-hmm. which was um it's funny because I was like, oh, I'll watch people play the VR game and then I'll, you know, maybe I'll see what this looks like. And man, um, none of those people knew how to play VR. 
Oh boy. It was uh they were just staring at like a box for an hour and I was like, This is boring, I'm leaving. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, it's not good. Ah, <sighs> well. Well, I mean there's only one thing left to do, I guess. Uh smash the key to time and run for it? Yes, basically. We're here to talk right. about the Armageddon Factor with an exclamation point. I love it, because we we've come to the end. The end of the key key time. Starring Tom Baker as the Doctor, Mary Tam as Romana, John Leeson as K9, and Lala Ward as Princess Astra. Oh man, and William Squire as the Shadow, and John Woodfine as the Marshal. Is that everybody? Oh my goodness! Well, not everybody, but everybody <laughs> I chose to put in there. <laughs> it was written by Bob Baker and Dave Martin, and directed by Michael, not P.S. Hayes. It first aired January twentieth through. Oh my goodness. February 24th, 1979, and it is the sixth and final story of season 16. Who boy, we got, you, you know what, for a six-parter, a surprisingly small amount of story notes. Yeah, it, it is. Um, you know, obviously, TARDIS Wiki, a great resource. I encourage everyone to go check it out. And there, there are more, but I try to bring the most interesting ones. Uh, like, originally, the sixth segment was supposed to be the shadow oh. of the shadow. Oh, interesting. Yep. Hmm. All right. It's been an interesting effect. Yeah, how off. do you even... Do you just spray him with the the light, or oh, you got to hit him with the wand, right? Or maybe I don't know. I don't know. Um, this story had the very uninspiring working title of Armageddon. <laughs> yep, I mean, great alkaline trio song, an <laughs> all right movie. I think I never really saw it. Eh. Um, but uh, yeah, there you go. I'm glad they didn't yeah. uh, go with that. They added well, a word to the end. <laughs> yeah, part one. Of this story was actually the 500th episode of Doctor Who. Oh, wow. Hey. Yeah. Mazel tov. <laughs> That's right. Shalom. I mean, wait, <laughs> mazel tov. Yeah, one of those. Shalom's just a greeting, right? I believe it is, yes. Okay. Um, so this this next note falls into the realm of myth. Theta Sigma being the Doctor's real name. Of course, it's implied here and further established in the Happiness Patrol, which we love. Yes. Um, that it's a nickname. And correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, you can't correct me if 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 I'm wrong, because I was thinking of another short-lived uh, Night of the Living Geeks podcast where we were trying to come up with a name, and I think we were trying to incorporate uh, Theta Sigma into that name. Oh, would this be a show that had three hosts for a while? Yes, it would. I remember that show. Yes, I also remember that show. What a great, what a memorable show that was for many I was reasons. Enjoying it. No, it was great. We never got to the episode of Torchwood where uh, Gwen ate pizza alone and cried while she ate the pizza, which is one of my uh, the most hilarious things I've ever seen. No, but I am very entertained by the fact that our friends over at Gallifrey Public Radio are um, incorporating a rewatch of Torchwood into their classic series uh, rewatch. So every few weeks you'll get a Torchwood review and they've just gotten past the Cyberwomen episode. Oh, was that were you was that the show you were on? Uh, I don't think so. No, you were on a different. You were on a different Doctor Who podcast. Oh no no no! Gallifrey Public Radio. I was on an episode of theirs. Yes. I I want to be on. I want to be on a review of a Torchwood episode. Well, and we I, can. 
I would mainly want to be on the stars, one of the stars. Oh, my goodness. You just... Oh, you'd have to wait a little while. They're still in season one. But, oh. you know, we could certainly poke here and the folks over at uh, GPR. Yeah, I think that would be fun. I would yeah. be down to tackle any of those again, because what a what a series. <laughs> that is for sure. Yeah. Well, this is also the final six-part story broadcast until dreamland in 2009 which is an animated 10th doctor sh- episode oh. or story that i would totally love to review because it involves area 51 what um, yeah um two other stories now there's no naruto running in there oh a little area 51 raid me they can't stop us all taylor they <laughs> they're there <laughs> they probably do a pretty good job they can't stop us all yeah but once dreamland. you get past the gate you still got 12 miles till you get to the base I can't run that far. Dreamland. Look at this. Yeah. Well, Two right. other stories during the classic series do come close, however. Shada was partially produced for the next season, but never broadcast. And The Two Doctors, when it was sold internationally, was broken up from its format of three 45-minute episodes into the more traditional six 25-minute episodes. Huh. Yeah. The final six part. Well, that's great. Thank thank, thank everything for that. Right. <laughs> well, Taylor, as usual... Um, you have a world-famous synopsis for us. Indeed I do. So take it away. All right. The Doctor and Romana land on Atrios in the midst of a seemingly fierce war with Zeos. But Zeos kind of isn't there. Is the Marshal wagging the dog or are darker, much darker, forces at work? Meanwhile, we follow a sinister plot to capture Princess Astra, who is very unsubtly the sixth something of the sixth something, and who looks a lot like a favorite time lady from another season, mm-hmm. and ultimately gain control over the mostly assembled and slightly jerry-rigged key to time. Will the Doctor succeed? Does the Shadow know? Will we all just blow everything apart and skip town? I mean, maybe. <laughs> I mean, we might. I, I, <laughs> we I have, could. I have Do you to want admit, to? Sorry, little bit of post-nasal drip going on this week, but I almost want to talk about this ending before anything else. You My know what? God. We let's let's uh, we can. Uh, who does that? Is that does Tarantino do that? Who's the one that shows the end and then they go back to the other? Thing? I have no idea. Who knows? But yeah, let's talk about how this ending basically negates everything we did mm-hmm. for an entire season. Yep. <laughs> It is absolutely insane. I mean, I get it. The Doctor is doing it so the Black Guardian does not get a hold of the key to time, but we've just spent an entire season assembling the key to time, having adventures, having misadventures, finding the piece within seven minutes, and then having some random adventure. And here, it's like, well, nope, we can't keep the key to time all in one piece, so let's just scatter it to the seven winds again. Back to the drawing board. Don't ask me how you scatter six pieces to sentiments, but he finds a way to do it. I don't know. He, yeah, he definitely figured it out. I'm not, I'm not sure how, but holy moly. Yeah. I just thought that was hilarious. Do you think, um, I mean, do you think Mary Tam read this and said, you know what? I don't think I'm coming back next season. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. She's like, you know what? I think, uh, wait, so we, uh, just ran around everywhere and the payoff is there is no payoff. Uh, which which is go. funny because speaking of Romana, I, I honestly don't have a lot of notes for her in this episode. She does a fine job. There's great banter, but there 
I just don't have a lot for her. He, she was she was yazzed a little bit. She was. I, I I mean, I I have a note that is just like I'm a little bummed this is her first and only season. I yeah. thought her and Tom Baker worked well together. Oh, their chemistry and their yeah. banter and stuff was great. I mean, uh, there was clearly a reason they got married in real life. Oh, yes, yes there was. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's just it, it was a bummer. Like I I uh, yeah, I don't really have a lot of notes for her. I, I do have the uh, the amazing retort to not being optimistic, which was it opted out, yes. which I, I went, that is fantastic. That was good stuff. But yeah, not a lot for Romana. I surprisingly have a lot to say about K-9. Yeah, well, we'll get there. The one thing I do want to add for Romana, and I'm going to just put this out into the universe, maybe as a idiot, idiot's lantern sketch okay. for another year, um, is an episode of Too Many Romanas. Too Many Romanas. As as we see in part five. Oh, oh yes. Yes, we do see that in part five. Goodness. Oh, we'll talk about <laughs> that a, a little a little long we'll talk about that a little more but yeah i also i also have a lot of notes for canine it was a little great to finally uh see canine get a lot of usage and a lot of screen time yeah he was uh, i mean okay all right let's just talk about canine here because he he was very absent from the last story and by very i mean completely because there was like a he couldn't go in the swamp or something exactly he doesn't have hover mode oh that would have been great the new the new canine had hover mode. That wouldn't surprise me one bit. Um, but, I mean, he's doing, as I put it, that robotic work. Um, and, there, man, he... I will say, just a... Man, just a lot of... Uh, oh, that's... Ugh. When he becomes evil, and by evil I mean possessed, um, that was pretty creepy. It he's was. under the control of the shadow. Didn't like that. I was like, no, no. this is bad. I I had I, I had forgotten about that. This um, this story I actually do have some pretty vivid memories of from watching as a kid, but I'd forgotten that he kind of goes to the dark side. Um, I mean, they nearly melt him down. Yes. Oh, that was that was uh, something as well. And I love that <laughs> he's like, "Where where's K nine? Oh, he's in the incinerator. I'll go get him." And he's right. just like, "I'm I'm mostly fine." And K nine's just all melted, and well, he's not really melted, but you know. No, and, and Canine gets some great lines, and he ha- he even has some great snark. Yes, yeah, he has a lot of story. good snark. He has his own adventure music as he goes yes, on he adventures, does. which is fun. Um, I also do love that while he was under the control of the shadow, I did love how he would call him master, but you could tell it was like he didn't enjoy calling him master, right? Which was great. Um, and and at one point I know oh, I think it's kind of it was either episode three or four I think, um, and the doctor goes one of us is being extremely stupid and Canine's affirmative like the tone of his affirmative yes. is just so bang on it's going <laughs> and his Canine going yes you are being stupid yes doctor. you are being very stupid, um, I mean let's just continue down this Canine this the Canine show if you will um, oh I, okay I did not. I could have. If there's one thing I could have done without, it was these very long canine talking to computer scenes. Oh, yes, because he's communicating with his own kind and like breakdancing. Yes, uh, I'm just, uh, I'm just like, okay, I mean, uh, this is just eating up time. 
Uh, yeah, I, I think really if you had tightened up everything that was like, okay, this scene's going on a little bit longer than it needs to, um, I think you probably could have safely removed an entire episode. I think it could have been a five-parter. I think, yeah, I think I'd agree with that. I, I mean, those were the only things I went, okay, this is this is taking too long. So I, mm-hmm. I don't. I really didn't feel it drag anywhere else. Where where else did you feel it? Oh, uh, I. You know what? Another thing I could have done without maybe, even though it was hilarious, was the time loop. Like we get yes. it. We got it after the second time, I think. But yeah. the I forgot about the time loop and the the way they reminded us of us was very clever. I I enjoyed that. It was, and, and, and the time loop is the thing that I have the really vivid memory of uh, as a kid. Um, and I and I had the same reaction, and I'm like, man, they are firing every one of those missiles yes. very separately. I'm like, why can't you fire the? Oh, it's a time loop. That's right. Yeah, when that first happened, I went, why is man? He just really just wants to make sure. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> and then I realized what was happening. I went, oh, that's pretty funny. I like but that. I I think I think there's so much they're trying to do while the time loop kind of stretches itself out. Yeah, to that that full ten seconds. I I think I think some of that could have been tightened up. Yeah, a bit. I mean, I don't I don't disagree. You know, this could I have mean, been. I, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't mind watching it. I still enjoyed it. I I didn't hate it by any means. But it was like, okay, we can move this on just a smidge faster. Yeah, I mean, also I th- I guess another kind of similar story to to um to the power of Kroll, where we have two. Uh, two races uh, fighting against each other again. It's kind of the same thing, sort of. I mean, yeah. it, in and but then we also have the the addition of this third, like I don't know, stealth planet. Oh yes, the the stealth planet. You know, there there was a lot early on where I'm hearing like, oh, it's it's almost as if Zeos wasn't there, and I'm like, but they're battling the Zeans, Zeans, Zeosians, whatever. They're Zeons. battling the Z dudes. Yeah. Um, are they wagging the dog here? Is this like the military industrial complex kind of setting up this, this endless war just to, uh, you know, appease the Marshal of Atreus and, and, and his warlike tendencies and, and keep the people subjugated or something. I, I don't, I, I don't didn't know. know at first. Yeah. Don't, I don't know. Um, oh, oh my goodness. So, was the uh, this two-way mirror with the jelly skull i want to talk oh about yes which i was calling the the crystal skull i just assumed it was like the next you know indiana jones film so that was controlled by the shadow that's yes but it what it was just like his it, it was oh my i can't even believe i'm about to say this it was basically like his wi-fi extender is that kind of what it was <laughs> sure that's looking at it. Oh, that's so dumb. I'm so sorry, everyone. It's, we we could also go the Scooby Doo route, and he just had a little uh, speaker hidden in it. Oh, this mic. That's better. Though the Wi-Fi extender is. I like very, that. Is that's very good. funny. Yeah, it's like yeah, his I'll, mental I'll Wi-Fi extender. I kind. I mean, I liked how that looked. It was just like very, I love how they they walk in there. Like we found the other side, and they're just looking at this skull. Yeah, just kind of sitting there. <laughs> Wi-Fi is down. They just pl- unplug it, plug it back in. Good. To well, go. yeah. I mean, you got to wait till all the green lights on the crystal skull are blinking in sync, and then you know you're connected. Absolutely. Um, man. I mean, there there is a lot on this story. There is so much stuff. Um, 
I just don't even know where to go next because there's so there's there's go a lot of stuff wherever it makes sense. Um, I'm gonna skip a lot of my story and structure notes because I want to talk about the this. We already mentioned canine adventure music, but yes, um, that propaganda style music after Marshall is telling everyone they're going to win the war, like every right? time he makes an announcement, was v- was very well done and very scary. Yes, it was very uh, overbearing and. Um, and then I loved the evil organ music towards the end mm-hmm. uh, when the door is open. You know, you figure the door was open to the TARDIS, the light would have been shining through, and he would have known not to. I'm very. That, that's true. I mean, unless it's it's got one of those motion sensor lights on. The oh, inside. it could. It could possibly. Wow, way ahead of its time, or right, right according to its time, because it's a TARDIS or um, a clapper or a clapper. Yes, from far away. Um, let's talk. Let's talk some costumes here. Yeah, let's talk some costumes here. Um, Astra. I love these uh, different shades of purple with this gold trimming and a gold cape or a, a, more of a yellowish gold cape, but yeah. pretty cool looking, I thought. Um, Those are two very complimentary colors. Yes. I really enjoyed all the guards with their all black uniforms and their little bowl cut helmets. <laughs> I thought <laughs> yeah. those were, those are funny. Very space ball esque. Uh, yeah, definitely. Didn't even think about that. Um, and the shadow. The shadow, so uh, the shadow, his I think makeup uh, varied from scene to scene a little bit, and that I'm not sure if that was the fault of the lighting or just what. Yeah, I couldn't really tell. Like so, the first time we see him, his face looks pretty much blackened completely, so it mm-hmm. almost looks like he's just a floating skull head thing, which was pretty cool. But I also didn't notice. I mean, it was a pretty simple design, but it looked pretty spooky. Um, and all of his, as I called them, the shadow tears, um, they also ah, looked nice. equally as frightening. And um, have you ever have you ever been to the Renaissance Fair? I have not. No. Okay. I one totally worth going because a lot of the people who like uh, uh, makes and make and sell stuff there are Doctor Who fans. Um, I've seen some very neat like Doctor Who pieces you can pick up there. Mm-hmm. But there is at least at the NorCal one that we go to there is a group um that will kind of go around playing instruments and singing they are the dance macabre um and they they basically dress kind of as skeletons right and stuff and the shadows kind of skull mask that he was wearing is almost just spot on something you would see from this group huh very interesting yeah um one thing i didn't notice and i thought was was interesting and also a nice little touch. Did you notice the shadow was wearing uh, tights over his face as well? Uh, I didn't realize those were tights. Yeah, tights or, uh, I guess, uh, pantyhose or something like that. I thought it was just like a darkly, you know, kind of almost poorly applied makeup. No, it, you could, it covered his, uh, it went over his mouth and nose a little bit. So you could oh, see okay. it kind of kind of jetting out a little bit and it was v- it was very interesting hmm. i thought it was uh, it was such a weird choice but i wasn't like so weirded out by it that you know i was like oh that's that's dumb but i mean i don't know what they what effect they were trying to get maybe it held the skull in place maybe i don't know but um the shadow we'll get to him later and also yeah. a little later we're going to talk about drax because 
holy moly. We oh, my gosh. T- I mean, we talked about in the front end of uh, this this season how we, we had um, the right amount of characters, and then an, yes. an interesting character would just come out of nowhere in the, yes. the end of the, the serial. And I feel like with Drax, we definitely got that again. We do, and we will talk about him, but I have got one costume uh, note that I, I have to, um, let's just say, celebrate here is the, the, uh, the Atreon Pride logo. Um, because oh. Marshall of Atrios has the most sparkly rainbow chest piece. Yes. In the world. My and goodness. I, for one, applaud his life choices and uh, hope that he and, what is it, Shep are like just complete life partners. They have to be. In this. I feel like it. Because I'm I'm waiting for the Atreon uh, Pride celebration later this month. Oh, man. I totally, f- yeah, that logo was uh, was pretty cool. The logo to begin with was cool you know yeah. it's very utilitarian like the whole design of like the base even was really cool and then you see like this glittering chest yeah piece. it's like wow i mean you okay. knew he was the marshal <laughs> definitely and he was probably marshal of the pride parade too yeah good good yeah wow i didn't even think about i didn't even think about that but yeah that was that was good stuff i thought i yeah. thought the costume design throughout was was very very well done mm-hmm. um I believe I want to talk about two moments, two moments that I think we uh, need to figure out if they go on the Duggan scale or not. Ooh, all right, let's do this. So the first one, um, what is the war computer's name? It's is it mental mentalis? Mentalis, no H, mentalis, mentalis, or mentalis if you really want to get. Mentalis. The way they say Mentalis. I'm fine with Mentalis. That sounds a little cooler. Um, so do do um, where's a self smash on the Duggan scale? That's you know that's a really good question because I mean he basically is shouting, "I'm a crystal computer and I'm gonna blow it all up, man!" Yeah, and he and, um, and he does. I mean, it speaks in techno, but yes, a self a self smash. I mean, it was a pretty good smash. It was that. That computer was uh, was blown up pretty good. What do you think? Taylor? I I I would give it a solid seven. I think I would go around the same. I think yeah. a se- I think a seven, seven and a half, maybe at mm-hmm. highest for sure. Um, and the other one, it's good old K nine busting through those rocks like the Kool Aid Man. Oh yeah, he uh, busted through there very quickly, and uh, he was like, "Oh hey, I'm you know I." I killed those guys and I'm here now. <laughs> yep, I'm still under the control of you. Uh which, you know, everyone believed. Yes. But, yeah. Uh what do you think, Taylor? Smashing through those rocks. Man, it's you know, I mean, really the Duggan scale is designed for the smashing of people, typically uh, by yes. fists. This yes. this we're kind of wedging it in here a little bit, but I I, I mean I'll allow it because it was a really good smash. I mean, technically his head is is his fist. Well, okay, and I'll he give you that. Through it, um, you going with a six? I was kind of going to go about six and a half. All right, I I think uh, you know I might go a five point five a six. Honestly, okay. I just was it, I was very taken aback by it. I was mm-hmm. not expecting it, and it happened, and I was like, oh boy, he smashed right through that. I I think I'm more entertained by the Kool Aid Man. Uh, reference, and I'm, I'm kind of maybe giving that an extra half point just for nostalgia. Oh, yeah. The abs- absolutely. Absolutely. 
Um, we talked about the costumes. We talked about the music. Um, I mean, visual effects. We had a lot of visual effects going on here. Yes, we K- did. K9 just uh, beaming, using his Care Bear stare at e- every turn. Um, <laughs> it Sometimes it looked really cool. Sometimes it did not. Um, I love... <laughs> oh, oh boy. So we're going to talk about this everlasting gobstopper beam, which I believe is what the guards used to... That was what their gun... Which also looked like um, a slap chop. Yes. Oh my gosh. As soon as I saw your slap chop note, I was like, crap, that's exactly what they look it like. It looked exactly like a slap chop. That is, ex- if you're ever going to make a uh, an Atrian guard uh, cosplay, get yourself a slap chop. You've got the gun. Yeah, that's it. You're done. Well, you're you're almost done. You're you're yeah. you're doing good, basically, is what we're trying to say. You might want to remove the blades just for safety. Yes, absolutely. But um, that <laughs> so the everlasting gobstopper beam was pretty cool. But I will say, th- I think this. I think what I mean. We've got the Duggan scale. We've got the um, behind the couch scale. Mm-hmm. We might need the over the top death scale at this point because Ooh, okay. I think after. Um, one of the guards is shot by, uh, one of the shadow tears. Um, he, I don't, I I don't even know how to describe it. He screams and, and shuffles backwards into the elevator or the teleport and just fall, falls over with holding his gun up in the air still. Yes, it was. I know, I know which one you're talking about. That it was a pretty good one. Absolutely insane, and I watched it seven times <laughs> because it was nice. so ridiculous. Speaking of that transporter, boy, that transporter effect. Ooh, I mean, I I kind of liked it. Um, I I I I'm glad it was just on here, and this wasn't like the effect they used on Star Trek because of how much they actually transport. Oh yes, on that I kind of like my eyes would hurt after a while. Yeah, absolutely. It was, um, yeah. Ugh. I mean, I liked it, but yes, I could. I, I think we got the max amount of transporting effect. We did that. We <laughs> that we needed. That would have a warning on it today. That's, I would hope so. That's for sure. Um, um, and and I think I think I'm going to tie it in because we were, we were talking about this over the top death. Um, the the sound in that scene of just these laser blast trade offs. Yes was was pretty intense i think it just added to that whole yeah. over the topness oh yeah oh yeah yes it did um oh goodness the talking jelly skull i just i uh, every time i see jelly skull as a note i'm just like i guess i really <laughs> just thought it looked like a a thing of jelly uh yeah i, I don't know i ran with crystal skull but i've also kind of you know been on like the the weird paranormal tip lately. Oh so. yeah, absolutely. As we but it did have. look kind of jelly, so I'll it give did. you that. Um, I mean the the talking uh, the I guess sound effects. You talked a little bit about um, the crazy of the, the craziness of the beams. Um, I thought. I mean the jelly skull, which ended up actually just being the shadow. Um, I thought all of that um, voice work was was interesting. It obviously, I think. I wonder if they're like, we need to make him sound spookier. I don't know if that was the uh, the deal with that. Probably, because didn't he sound just a little bit raspy, too? Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah, so probably... And, and some, 
somehow they they just explain it away as like, oh, the marshal likes looking in the mirror just to you know think oh, and strategize. Goodness. I'm yes. like, seriously? Yeah, for that long? Nope, nobody does that. <laughs> um, I mean, back to visual effects. I did like the um, the ed- we talked about the end already, but the I, the big reveal spoiler for this thing that came out in 1979. Um, the white guardian and the black guardian are one in the same. Yes, which now realistically, it, at least watching the story, he's not so much the black guardian as he is the photo negative. Yes, guardian. and I, I mean, so, I, so take that into account, folks. I did like that. I thought that was fun. Mm-hmm. That was a fun little, you know, uh, effect on that. Um, but we'll get we'll get to the the guardian later here. A little later, um, set designs. I enjoyed everything. And yeah, I thought everything looked great. Uh, the underground base where uh, most of our story took place. Um, I liked the Zeon ship base mm-hmm. or whatever it was thing that had the, the oh, they're like egg space station thing. Yeah, the one that had like sand on the floor when they first walked in. Basically, the one where the guy got shot and r- fell back into the transport. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, and I also really liked the control room where we had the um, we had our uh, our war computer. Yes, I really enjoyed that. I thought you know they did a good job with uh, all the set design. I thought, yeah, they definitely did. And I, for a moment, when I first saw Mentalis, I I was like, wait a second, we got sparkly things in here. Is this the return of our? Oh man, of our, of our sparkle cops. Oh man, if only that would have been I know, great. It wasn't. It was. It was not meant. I, to I be. got excited for a second and then disappointed. Oh well, that's fine. Well, let's get into some of these uh, characters here, huh? Let's get into some sure. of these characters. Um, the 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 doctor Tom Baker, as always, a delight. Um, yeah, I I love just when he comes into a room and he tries to friendly his way. Uh, into the control room at one point. Yeah. Um, I also love when he sits in the captain's chair. Just a lot of, like, goofy stuff going on that just make... You can see why an antagonist would be annoyed with him yes. at all times. And I love... Yeah. I mean, at the end, uh, we get this... Um, when he puts the uh, the key to time together, we kind of get this uh, this corrupt doctor speech... Yeah, oh yeah, that's Which really was good, isn't it? Absolutely fantastic. And I went, "Oh no, what's happening?" And then he was like, "Hey, just kidding." It was good. Uh, well, I literally went, "Oh f." Yeah. The doctor just scared me. Yeah. It was good. It was very it, good. I've I've never I don't think I've ever seen uh Tom Baker play the doctor that way in any other story. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. I just don't remember it. Um, but to see that compared to how he normally is and this kind of aloof jovialness was like, whoa, what is going on? Oh, God. Yeah. It was great. Ooh. Yes, it was. I mean, we talked about Romana. Um, Marshall. Well, oh, but no. he, one of my favorite lines between the Doctor and Romana, he goes, oh, wouldn't you say that's very odd? And then she just goes, that's very odd. <laughs> God, I love British humor. Uh, oh, my God. It's great. It's good. It's, <laughs> it's the best. Um, Marshall, uh, he pretty much, I mean, you know, typical antagonist wants to, you know, he will get peace through war. Yes. Um, and just like, um, oh, who am I thinking? The American general in... 
that Independence Day? First Doctor. No, in the first <laughs> Doctor story that we watched. Oh, goodness. Oh, boy. Um, oh, my God. I can't remember which one it is now, but he just... It, it, it's such a reoccurring character trope. It's oh, just yes. this... Oh, yeah. You know, we're going to blow everything up. Yeah. Beautiful and, explosions. And it will be peaceful. Exactly. Um, And, I mean, uh, he's the first one we find out about the... um. I don't know the 3M taped uh, uh, computer button on. on yes, the, the the little sticky button on his neck. Yeah, that's the first person we uh, we see the. Um, I mean, kind of a you know, uh, not a not a pod people. I mean, it's just he's contr- uh, the shadow is controlling them from afar. Yeah. Um, and, and I actually do love when he tries to control the doctor and it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very funny. I mean, just going back to the doctor. Um, but yeah, he does a uh, a one eighty here, and he's just like, "Oh, doctor, you're going to save us all. It's going to be great. Never mind. Big miscommunication." I did enjoy that. I thought that was mm-hmm. that was a lot of fun. Obviously, you know, just trying to get the doctor in the good graces so right. he can help him out. I I have to admit that, that by the time we get to the end of the story with the marshal. And and he's just so just hell bent on you know I have to prove that I'm right. I want to know what happened in his childhood to make him this insecure. Yeah, I don't know, man. Oh, I don't think any of us will ever know. But that was one of those thoughts that I had. I'm like, dude, <laughs> what 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 trauma are you holding on to? Yeah, is causing you to be this way. Goodness, um, Princess Ramon. I mean, Astra, <laughs> right? Um, she's trying to negotiate peace behind the marshal's back. Um, I feel like we we lost her pretty early. Like she was under the control of of the shadow uh, for a while. I mean, I we we know you know we know Lala Ward as Romana too. Mm-hmm. Um, I I mean I didn't really get a lot out of this performance, in my opinion. Um, I mean she she did. I mean. The I am possessed, like oh, uh, when she talks about the meta- metamorphosis at the end, the metamorphosis. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty creepy. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really it, uh, just the the whole concept that she is the sixth piece, which is very strange. I'm like, how? Like, did her mom give birth to a piece of the key to time? Like, I'm yeah, missing something here because I feel like. Wouldn't it, uh, I mean, when was, yeah, when was the key to time broken up originally? And I mean, she, is she, yeah, it's just a very strange, I mean, I guess it's a twist they wanted to use, but I mean, I think the shadow's shadow would have made, I think would have been more believable than an actual person. It would have been nicely clever. Yeah. But I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I thought that was, that was very just a very strange reveal and a strange way to go with it. Yeah. And at the same time, I kind of go, well, she'll be back next season is Ramada too. I'm like, I'll, I'll just be like, all right, I'll run with it. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is there were the clues. I thought it was her crown at one point mm-hmm. because I believe they point the, um, the wand at the door she's behind towards the beginning. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, it's behind there. So I, w- I think I always thought it was something that she was wearing, but I, it just turns out to be her, which is 
strange. Well, and that, I mean, I, I think they've kind of set up in previous stories. It, it, it's, it is an object. It's an object. It's an object. Yeah. It's not, no, granted, people are objects in a grammatical sense, but, you know, to go, it's an object, it's an object, it's an object, it's this person. Duck, duck, goose. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, very strange, but, I mean, oh well. Oh well. Yeah. Um, I don't have a lot for Merrick. I mean, he he loves the princess. He fell into the phantom zone. Uh, he he got a I concussion. Honestly, yeah, I feel like he looks like Kyle MacLachlan in Dune. Oh wow! With just like that haircut, yeah, and his facial features. But yes, what the heck is this falling into the bubble sequence? I I mean, it happened like, a couple that was of times. Weird. A couple happened a couple of times. Yeah, for everybody. Um, but yeah, very uh. Don't have a lot for him. The shadow, though. Oh man, the overactor <laughs> himself. Goodness gracious! Um, I love when he's standing. It get him, and he's in the in the cave by himself, just raising his hands. Yeah, I do feel like at one point he should have shouted Kalima, but oh, absolutely. <laughs> his reaction when the doctor removed the device from his neck was absolutely hilarious. Yeah. It was so it was so great. The the reveal that he was serving the Black Guardian was uh was very cool and also Baker did a great job in that scene. Oh, definitely. Like generally scared of the Black Guardian. <clears throat> which is funny because the end is like, ha, whatever. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, I I remember at one point I think um I think shortly after he gets Princess Astra under his control, I I could be wrong, but I think he got really kind of seriously all sexist with her and, and was telling her to smile more. Basically, I'm like, wait a second, yikes, dude! No, no, come on, no, no, sir, Skullface McGee, <laughs> Skullface McGee, bring it down I a bit. I love it. Bring it down a bit, sir. Just um, a bit. Yeah, he no was shadow splaining, okay? No, yeah. He was overacting at, at all every turn. I loved when, <laughs> when he I don't know what he was trying to do. Was he trying he kept trying to like was he trying to move towards the TARDIS with the light? He'd put his hands down and then put them back up and be like, "Oh!" And he did that like 3 times. And yeah. I was just very I, I was very confused as to what was happening. Same. Um but we need to talk about um we need to talk about Drax. Because the most random, <laughs> most random character and the most so, random intro of a character. It is ever. so. He just uh, the dude emerges from a rock. Yes, and he's just like, "Oh, hey, what's up, man?" He's basically just like your friend's roommate. You, you, you've never met, and you are you. You got to their house early, and he just emerges, and he's like, "Oh, what's up? What's up, dude?" Yeah, I know you, but, and, and it's not even that. I mean, he he's got the most, like you know, uh, uh, tradesman British. Oh accent. my goodness! It's like yes. you literally like you run into this guy that you kind of knew in high school, yeah. but you're down at the pub. Yes. It's been years, and it's like, don't you remember me? And you've gone on to do great things, and he's he's and not not to diss the profession, he he's a tradie. You know, he's an electrician. <laughs> he's a plumber. He's a handyman. I am. I am. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And there are wonderful people who do that everywhere. But this Drax character is just like, you know, we go five episodes with 
all of our characters all established, all doing their thing. All these gears are turning, and then Drax shows up, and one extra gear just gets jammed yes. into the 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 picture here. Oh yes, I, th- I it's the most <laughs> bonkers thing. It is, but I loved it. It's just like so so strange. Like he is a time lord, and he, I believe, uh, he is is he stranded on this planet. And he kind of of. unintentionally helps the Shadow build uh, the war computer. Yes. And then he's kind of exiled to the caves where he apparently just (laughs) lives there. Yeah. So he's he's an out-of-work electrician. Yes. And this is Who also happens to be a time traveler. Yes. This is his second um, incarnation, apparently. Okay. Which is why the doctor doesn't recognize him. But, I mean, he calls him Theta... Theta. He calls him Theta at first, yes. which is very funny. Um, I really, I, I hope, I haven't looked, and I'm sure like Mike, friend of the show, Mike will chime in and let us know, but I really hope that like Drax is in a big finished production um, Well, guess what? Really? His fifth and third incarnations are in oh, an audio called The Trouble with Drax. Oh, <laughs> Uh, it's it's tom baker romana to drax this is absolutely amazing tomorrow (laughs) who plays oh oh my goodness oh my goodness i you know what i'm reading about this that's all i'm gonna tell you oh that is this sounds like the most it almost sounds like a frobisher story but with a with it just sounds way more bonkers um, yeah, I'm, ch- I'm going to get this tomorrow. The trouble with Drax. That. I mean, I'm probably going to, I'm going to get this too. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. It, this is, this is a future. Oh, part one, part two. It's only two parts. Oh we boy. Oh boy. We're going to have to review it. We got a lot of off time here, people. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but I, I liked Drax. I loved the, um, the shrink ray. He shoots the doctor and then shoots himself, and he's like, "Oh, I did a good job, eh?" And he's like, "No, that's, that's not what yes. you're supposed to do." And then later, when they literally jump out of canine, that was amazing. What I laughed so flip? I laughed so hard. That was crazy. They're like, "We got the drop on you." You know, I wondered why didn't he just? Uh, and this actually would have been like very frightening. I w- I, I I thought to myself, why didn't he just um, shoot? Uh, the shadow tears like feet or his legs and just shrink his leg and I'm like oh that oh. would have been, that would been horrifying like that yeah that yeah. would have been weird goodness um, <laughs> but yeah they jump out of K9 they defeat evil um, Drax goes oh I got a business plan here yeah? don't worry about it sixty forty I'll see you later in big finish <laughs> um and we leave we're on our merry way the white guardian's like oh. The, there you are here give me the key to time and the doctor's like it was really sad one of the parts of the key to time was an actual person he well, was like, hold on can we let's back up just one second just before we get to this okay let's let's not forget the fact that that the doctor basically i don't know 3d prints oh yes like a fake six piece <laughs> yeah and puts it in and, there and it somehow and works puts it in there and somehow the key to time's like eh. It's close enough. Yeah, I'll run with it. Yeah, and it just—it's like okay, sure, whatever. And it and just, like, uh, you yeah, think it works. that would just reject it? No, yeah. I know better than this. Ugh, 
So but I thought that was kind of hilarious. So strange. So very strange. Yeah. Ugh. But um. So White Guardian's like, "Oh, cool, man. Yeah, give me that that thing." And the doctor's like, "No, because I might be colorblind," which I thought <laughs> was a very clever line when he's talking about mm-hmm. that. And then he's like, "You you are not the White Guardian. You're the Black Guardian because you can change." He's like, "Look, I don't know." And then he he changes and he goes, "I'll get you, Gadget, next time." <laughs> and basically, and the doctor, you know, basically says, "Well, I'm glad we we traveled across time and space and an entire season of this show that we're on to just destroy this thing and back to the drawing board we go." Pretty much. Oh, that was um yikes. Yikes is what I say. Can I just say one thing that I think would be really interesting because, you know, there are other stories in the Key to Time series where we get this kind of like hint of the Black Guardian. I would love to see, and and I'm just going to, I'm going to pin this on Big Finish. I would love to get the entire Key to Time series from the Shadow's perspective. (laughs) Yeah. Like everything is happening. You know, it's, it's still the same story, but we get his perspective and we get his like input and trying to change things and trying to, you know, I don't know. I think it'd be an interesting twist on this, this, this tale. I mean, I'm down. Have we watched any of, um, of we've watched the bird bird head black guardian, right? Yeah. Yes, we have. What did we watch? Because that is quite the headpiece. Marwin undead. Is that the one we watched? Uh, Modern. Modern. Did we watch that? We did. Oh boy, this is uh, we watch a lot of episodes, Taylor. Watch, <laughs> I've watched a lot watch, of episodes. We watch so much stuff, Taylor. Uh, <laughs> behind the couch scale, what are we thinking? Or do you Honestly, have anything else to say before we uh, wrap it on up here? Well, behind the couch scale, I really I don't think my kids <laughs> at this point would have found any part of this particularly scary. Right. Um. I just don't know how they would do trying to sit through a six-parter. Oh, yeah. It's so long. It's so long. Um, I mean, I broke it over three days. I just did two episodes, two episodes, two episodes. Woo! I did four and then two. Well, yeah, because you got distracted by a bunch of baseball news. Dude, I don't... We can't even get into that, mainly because it's a Doctor Who podcast. But um, Fair. I will say there is one other thing that happened very early on, I believe, because war is happening, and we we are seeing an overcrowded... Uh, medical facility and uh, an explosion happens and a bunch of rocks fall onto a man who is in a bed and he barely moves. Yes. And I believe it's uh, uh, Merrick runs over and he's like, it's all right. It's all right. And I'm like, man, I don't think it is. I think that guy is very dead. A bunch under, of under rocks. that much rubble, yes, you would think so. A bunch of rocks just fell on him. Um, He's unless dead. Atrian gravity is much less than we think it is. Yeah. I mean, I think he was already dead because all the rubble fell on him and he barely did anything. Yeah. Like, he barely cared that it happened. Yeah. I bet you exactly. that was like take 70 and he's just like, I don't <laughs> care anymore. I don't care. Um, would you uh, recommend this particular we'll make it a two-part would you particularly uh tell people say yeah watch this one would you say this is a good um, one to watch 
this I, I, I definitely think there are other episodes and other stories that I would put above this. Right. Um, but I wouldn't tell people to shy away from it. I wouldn't be like, eh, don't watch that one. Right. Um, you know? Now, I, I think I would... Um, I mean, I thought it was fine. I don't know if mm-hmm. I would... Yeah, if I would go out of my way to, to have people... Uh, tell people to watch this uh, i guess my other question is now that we know what we know and we watched all of the key to time would you recommend people watch the entire key to time series i would i uh i think i would also do that i guess another question i would ask would you recommend the key to time or trial of a time lord Ooh, ooh, uh oh boy it's hard isn't it that that is hard. Um, Which I, I know some people are very shocked by that. Yeah, honestly, I there's some great banter. There there is some great Tom Baker. Oh yeah, in this, yes, I'm, I'm very torn because having watched the whole Trial of the Time Lord series uh, for this show and to basically string it all together, much like we've done with this, I have a, a much greater appreciation for it. I really rather enjoy it actually. Oh gosh, I'm. It's hard. It is really hard. I mean, it's 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 a battle of you know, like it's a battle of hairs at this point. I mean, it's it's they're that close in my mind. But I think I think trial edges it just slightly. Oh boy, you know just, what? Just slightly. You know why I think it ed- it just edges it out slightly is because it actually had. An ending that I was fine with. <laughs> Fair point. Because, I mean, holy moly, guys. I mean, but also, I guess you could argue, what would we, what were we supposed to do at the end when we put the key to time together? You know? Were yeah. we going to give it to this guy and be like, well, that's it. Um, so I guess really, I don't know, man. Yeah, I think I agree. I think Trial of a Time Lord. Oh, boy. We're going to get some messages about that. <laughs> I'll be happy just to get messages. Which is fine. Yeah. Tweet us, please. Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's just tweet <laughs> at us. So Taylor, I mean we did it. Yeah. We did it. We uh made it through. The yeah. key to time. And now it's t- now it's time for us to travel back in time yes. and redo our missing episodes. We we have our own key of time to put back together. That's oh boy. And and, it is, and we'll have help. We will have help. Um as you may know, I feel like uh we we have um we've talked about this before um we we lost some of our episodes which is uh is very upsetting funny enough um we didn't lose any of season 8 like season 8 remained and we still have the city of death which is excellent which i if we had lost that i think i think that would have just i would we would have called it a day that would have been the end of the podcast uh, oh. No, 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 it wouldn't have. No, we, but, I mean, we would have revisited it because I love that story. That's the that's the origin of the Duggan scale. It is. It's right there. And if we had lost that, man, that's good stuff right there. That is good stuff. So we are missing five episodes. One of them we will never be able to record ever again because it was a Gallifrey 1 review. Our ver- the very first Gallifrey 1. Um, yeah, I don't even know what year this was, but whatever. But we got four more. We have four parts to our key of time. That we need oh to put together. And we are going to start off with Last Christmas, 
starring Peter Capaldi as the Doctor, Jenna Coleman as Clara Oswald, and Nick Frost as Santa Claus. It was directed by Paul Wilmshurst, and yeah. it was written by the Moffat. Now, um, to do this, to do this and find this this missing piece in the key of t- did the key of time make a noise when you fat, when you put it together with something? I think we um, should. Uh, it might have. I think we should pull that audio and put it at the end of each of these episodes. I I will I will see if I can source that audio that's very funny um another another (laughs) another fun idea but to help us along um in last christmas and possibly in the other missing episodes i have i i think we have to at least when we come to the tv movie yes absolutely um will be um the one and only uh my fiance lauren bancroft will be watching the last christmas with us um, as she stares at her phone and does not hear a word I am saying, uh, <laughs> but yeah, she she I actually said there which which one? Tell me which one. So she, last Christmas was the first pick, um, and uh, you you can bet your bottom dollar. Um, I think we're gonna keep her on for the next four episodes because she's gonna I watch the so. she's gonna watch the caves of Adrazani. I'm all for that. Because has she watched much classic who? I I will tell you right now. Um I was watching the last episode of this and I had to watch 19, 19 minutes more and she stood here and watched I'd want to say 6 minutes and she said that's the most Tom Baker I've ever seen. Wow, okay. Yeah. yeah. I know. We're going to do this. All right. It's going to be fine everyone. All right. It's going to be not, great. Not, not quite the miseducation of Lauren Hill. <laughs> but it will definitely be the education oh, of Lauren. There you go. Let's mock up that cover. <laughs> um, There's a visual. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what we will be doing in two weeks' time, back on your regular schedule. Yep. Uh, I'm not going to be going anywhere for that I know of. Oh, we're screaming toward the school year. So, oh. yeah, we're not, we're not going anywhere oh, either. Oh, yeah. But until then, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Blue Box UFO. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify, and also just go over to SoundCloud, search Podcastica, rate and review us as well. Uh, also, head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com, buy one of the many, many Podcastica shirts we have. The future of time and space is female. Um, we have the the backwards text one, which I can't remember. The solid track plane. The solid track plane. I traveled to the solid track plane, and all I got was the shirt and met a pretty sweet frog. Is that something like that? Sort of. Sort of. Kinda. Check it out. It's a very great design. And then you know, just our podcastica little logos of us being little cartoon dudes. You yeah. Know, go check it out. And uh, patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. Uh, donate monetarily if you can. We appreciate every single person that does donate. I believe uh, Vic Vince. Vince is our newest. I almost said Victor. I feel like that's part of his last name. <laughs> Vince, I'm sorry. But Vince, thank you for uh, donating to us. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, something else we greatly appreciate are the Y-axes. 
uh, twitter.com slash the y axes, facebook.com slash the y axes, the y axes.bandcamp.com. And they, like us, are also on Spotify. They're touring around, so go check them out if you can, or just, you know, listen to their sweet, sweet music. Woo! Taylor. Oh, Taylor, it's the 29th. I feel like yeah. in a couple of days here, we're going to be hearing a, a new If Memory Serves as well. Yes, indeed. This Thursday, August 1st, we are dropping our pet memories oh man episode. i feel like that's gonna be a a heart tug right there uh a little bit yeah yeah there's definitely some some very fond memories in there not just of pets we've had but um uh pet stores that we would frequent oh uh, locally andy's pet shop bangkok aquarium stuff like that uh that uh listeners may or may not remember but they are entertaining regardless so please make sure to check that out this thursday absolutely so uh be sure to join us as we put together our own key of time um and we will talk to you guys then see ya see ya It was oh my! I can't even believe I'm about to say this. It was basically like his Wi-Fi extender. Is that kind of what it was? Sure. <laughs>